All right. This week's parasha is parasha Kisavai. Um, there's a lot going on in this parasha besides the the Teichachav. One of the big things that uh, the parasha starts with, and uh, we'll spend some time talking about it, is Hakar uh, Satayv, Bikurim. And uh, again, I just want to take the time and uh, give Makatayv to Chanoich for starting this year. I appreciate the Achrayis and uh, everything. And Hakar uh, Satayv for my wife for allowing this year to continue. And with that, you know, the middle of a betray, they say, you know, something's better left unsaid. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay, it's recorded. Do me a favor. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so we like to start the parsha always trying to have a connection between uh, this week's parsha and last week's parsha. So last year we went one direction. This year we're going to go a little bit of a different direction, and um, we'll go we'll go from here. The Aznaim Latayra, the Lutzkerov, he says a beautiful shot. He says that. How does our parsha start off? It says, Vahoyu kisavoy alaretz. Yeah, it says, Vahoyu kisavoy So, besides for the fact that it actually starts with the vav ha-machaber, the, the, the vav that's connecting the actual parsha, he says, if you look at the last pasuk in the parsha from before, by the Muhammad Samalik, what does the last pasuk say? It says also, Vahoyu. He says that, uh, he says, if there's Vahoyu and Vahoyu, there has to be some type of connection here going on. And he goes through in his masbar, he says, what is the what's called? What is the connection? So, he, take, he, he, he says like this. He says, what was the Mohammed Samalik? He says, when was it? He says, we know Mohammed Samalik originally, it's not, I know it's brought down in Pashki Seitse, but really, when did it happen? It happened right after Kriyash Yamsuf. It happened right before the last stop, before Klai Yisrael went to what's called, went to Harsinai. He says, why? He says, what was the real Mohammed Samalik? What was going on? We know Moshe Rabbeinu was busy with his hands up there besides Yeshua fighting with Amalek. He says, we know that there was a, there was a, a war going on in Shemaim as well. That it was the Sar Amalek versus the Sar B'nai Yisrael. And the Sar Amalek was the Samuel, as we know, is the Sar Shalesov. And uh, what's it called? <clears throat> and we know that that was a real fight. And we know, he says, there was really another time that there was a fight as well. We know that Kali Sartaka was like to, uh, to win the Mahama on the land over here. But what, but what happened in Shemayim? L'chayra, whatever happened here, happened there. He says, but there was another time there with the Samal fought with B'nai Yisrael. And when was that? That was when Samal came down by Nachal Yabuk when he fought with Yaakov Avinu. He said the same thing. He tried to, 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 to stop by the last stop. Yaakov Avinu was transferring from Nachal Yabuk, from coming back from Lodim, Lodim from Padma Aram. He was coming to, what's it called? He was coming to back to Eretz Yisrael. He was bringing his kids. He was going to learn them tired. Eretz Yisrael was a uh, higher madrega. And that's where the Samal tries. That's the last stop. That's where he, he comes himself to fight. He says, so too over here, we know Samal went and fought with, 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 with B'nai Yisrael. He says, what happened by Nachi Yabbik? He wasn't able to win. But what did he do? He was able to uh, touch the Kafirei Chayshal Yaakovinu. He says, we know he, en- he injured him. And there's a lot of mafarshim. They all explain that what was kafi reichay, and it always uh, talks about the the, the machzike teira. He says so too over here on Malik. When we went to fight with Amalek, right? They weren't going to be able to stop Kai, so They were on a high. They were going to Harsinai. They were going to a new level. He said, but he was able to create problems that maybe the hachzokas uh, ha will be shvach and will be on a lower madrega. And because of that, and that's how he'll be able to do damage and, and Klai Yisrael would fall apart. 
he says, the, the, the Islam Terry says, that's good for what happened over here. That we're attaching this parasha that right after we fought with Amalek, what happened? What are we doing? We're bringing Bikurim. And who are we giving it to? We're giving it to the Kahanim, the Levim. We're giving it to them. We're showing them that you are the people that are doing that. You're the ones that are doing whatever the Rebbe Islam needs us to do for us, for, on our behalf. He says, so what are we showing? We're showing that we're the the the, the, the We're the people that have to support. We're going to take care of you. He says, and that's what we're, 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 we're the connection over here that just like Amalek tried to stop to make sure that we wouldn't support Tyra here we're showing no we're going all in we're going to be behind and we're going to back Tyra and support it and make sure that it uh, continues to go str- uh, sh- uh, strong that's the Zayana Tyra okay <clears throat> next there's a uh, what's it called there's a uh, uh, there's a Aksam Seifer Aksam Seifer put in the office he talks about a what's it called who, to- who, who asks who brings a Medrash Brings a, who discusses that the that it said he brings down that the reason why Bnei Yisrael were able to come into the schus to go into Eretz Yisrael was because they had the mitzvah of tefillin. Now the mitzvah of tefillin was given in the midbar, so it's fine, makes sense, everything makes sense. He says, but what do we know? We know that this is sefri that says why was Bnei Yisrael able really to go into Eretz Yisrael, and that's he says because the mitzvah bikurim. But the problem is, is that mitzvah bikurim. Even though we're, we were given that we know we had a Christ to, to do Bikurim, but that's only a, it's only Chal once you're in Eretz Yisrael. So how do these stim these two things? How does it work that the mitzvah Bikurim is able to to, to, to give us the schus to be going to Eretz Yisrael? So he asked a few more kashas, and they then they will we'll speak out of some of them. He says he wants the shver the lotion of hikadati ayoyim. Is mashma that you already spoke already, you already did something that you created, that this is, I, I'm doing this again, it's a re, uh, repetition. So the question is, is what did you do already once before? Then there's also a question from the Ramban. The Ramban asks, he says that, that, we, that Hashem, it says the Lashon is that Hashem promised Aviseinu. And we say it twice, we say it once by Higarati Hayoim, and then we say it again by Rami Avis. Why are we repeating again that, that Hashem gave it to, to our Avis? You know, once we said it once, it should be enough, what do we have to do the second time? That's another question. Then he asks, it says, Eretz Zavaz Cholov Zedvash. He says, if you look at the promise that Rabbi Shalom gave to the Avis, he never said Eretz Zavaz Cholov Zedvash. So why over here do we use that Lashen, the same thing, saying it's Eretz Zavaz Cholov Zedvash? Right? He asks all these, well, so he asks a, 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 a few more questions, but we'll start with this. He brings the Safsafer, he brings a Rambam, a Rambam. And what does the Rambam say? He says, we have to understand one thing. We have, we're under a misconception. We think that Eretz Yisrael was given to us as Matan. He says, that's not what Eretz Yisrael was given to us for. Eretz Yisrael was given to us that it's a means of uh, allowing us to do mitzvahs. That Hashem gave us a gift that if by us using this, this is a tool, then now we can tap into the, into the mitzvahs that are totally over here that we're able to accomplish what we need to do. He says, what did, so he says, so what was the point of this? He says that we were on a lower madrega, and we needed things to be on a to, to be better for us and, and higher for us, and different. We needed a higher level of chodvash, things to make it more enticing, things that we were interested in. He says our avos, our avos weren't like that. Our avos were able to be even Hashem. They were able to do whatever needs to get done, no matter the situation, no matter how low it was. And we know Yaakov said, if their body is going to be with me, just to give me some food, lechem and some mayim, and to give me clothing, that's all I need, and I'm going to serve their body whatever whatever it needs to get done. He says, when you realize what the purpose is and what the concept is, he says, it's not about all this other fluff and everything going on. He says, the others didn't need that. He says, we're, we're on the Madrigal, you know, the Darius Ketchvachar, so everybody has to give us more. He gives us other things as well. Then he brings another Rambam, <coughs> and he says that, the, what's the purpose of Bikurim? 
And he says that the purpose is to show self-restraint. What's, what's the point of self-restraint? He says that what's going on by Bikurim, that we know that you can sit there as soon as the first peri is, is starts blossoming, you put the gemi on it, you, you wrap it up, whatever, with the string, and that's what you bring. He says, well, what happens if that's the only peri that grows from that tree? So what, is, what are we doing? We're, we're willing to give away our whole pears from this tree, all our work, everything that we've done for it, because this is what we're showing. We're showing that as much as we did this all, we did nothing. This is all the Rabbani Islam. He gave us a matan. He gave us an opportunity. He says, when we're able to create that scenario that it's not about us, it's about the Rabbani Islam, he says, that changes everything. He says, that, that's when we understand what Eretz Yisrael is about. All these things, that, all the promises and all, it's all just a way of showing that this is for the Rabbani Islam and it's not for me. Nothing belongs to me. Nothing am I entitled to. He says that the fact that we're able to do that and come to the base of Mikdash with, the, with our basket, with our paris, he says, that's what the Hikarati Ayyoyim is. He says, yeah, the fact that we're not saying, you know, but this is the only pair I have, or this is the only thing I can have, and I'm still giving it to Rabbani Shalom, and I came anyways, he says, that shows that, what's it called, that, that I've done it once before. So Hikarati Ayyoyim is, not only am I saying, but I also came. To show that, that, that that's the relationship, that's what the extra lotion of Hikarati Ayyoyim is, the, the, to, to do it, that he's doing it again. Okay. <clears throat> That's that. Next. The Malbum, he says, the Lashna Rami Ayyad Avi, he's trying to understand over here. The what? The which one? No, so we got Eretz Chalva Devash. The Avicenu Taka didn't. He says, who was promised to it? The Miraglim. And that's why the Miraglim, the Taka brought back the what's called, the Rimoin, the what's called, the same things. I know them. Everything that we are Machuyiv in the Shavas Aminim to bring for the Bikurim, that's what for what's it called. That was the Miraglim. That was their Parsha. Okay, next. The Mabam, he asks like this. He says, we know Arami of it, Avi, and we're saying, and then Rashi goes and says, we're saying it's a, it's a, it's a Gnus. We stop a Maschilim Gnus, that we start with a Gnus and we end with Shvach. And Rashi says, why is it a Gnus? He says, he doesn't understand. The Rabbani Shalom was able, saved us from it. It wasn't a bad thing. This is, you know, when you go through a hard time, that's what makes you. That's what brings out your characteristics and the good parts of you. He said, this is what, what was going on over here. So how is this a Gnus? This was, this was for our, our benefit. So the Mepharshim, so this is the Malbim, the Mepharshim explains, he says, sometimes it's about contrasting, what, sometimes what you think is bad is really good, and what you think is good is really bad. He says the same concept, that, that we thought this was good, we thought it was bad, but it really was good. So the same concept also, that you have to understand what, what Gnus is. But he goes a little starker, and he says, he says like this, that, he thinks that, 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 that it's more than that. Sometimes it's not about, we're talking about Hakar Satoiv, it's not just about giving the Hakar Satoiv. Sometimes you have to find it, you have to look for it. It's, we're blind to it, we don't see it, we can't understand it. But if we spend time and we look for it, well, what's it called? Uh, we'll get to it. There's uh, the, 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 the Sefer, I saw that was brought this down, he brought down also from Chaim Kreisworth that he, he spoke about this, and he, he added on that uh, we know there's a famous, there was a fa- the famous uh, Gemara, Nachem Mishkam, so that he would say everything was always good. You know, but who was his Talmud? His Talmud was Rabbi Kiva. What would Rabbi Kiva say? He would say, he would say that we're called Manda the Avid Rachman of the Tav Avid. And Rabbi Chaim asks, he said, I don't understand. He says, if he's the Talmud from, from Nachamish Gamzu, why isn't he saying the same thing? You know, Gamzu Tava, why is he changing the Lashon? Because he says, he says, sometimes we don't understand and we don't, and we talk, we don't understand, we don't see what's good. But we know if the Rabbi Islam did it, it's only good. So that's what Rabbi Kiva is saying. He's saying, something, I'm not on that level, I can't understand it. But I know that if Hashem did it, I know it's good. He's saying, that's the same lesson also, that our Christ is something not to understand, but we ask it, we, we, we do it anyways. Okay. Fine. The next question is, uh, I sort of brought that from Rabbi Reisman. He says he's trying to understand that if you take a look 
that by Bikurim, Bikurim, we see we make a whole procession, we make it, you know, with, uh, with dancing, and the Elm stops work, and they go out to, to, to celebrate the Bikurim, and the way with, he dresses up the, the behemoths, and they, they mamish make, it's a, it's, it's a whole tremendous, tremendous uh, excitement in Yerushalayim, everything about bringing Bikurim. And then what happens? Then we have Vida Meisters. Vida Meisters is still a hate. Everything's quiet, no one knows from anything. He says, technically, the first thing that the, 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 the farmer does is the Bikurim. He says, and the last thing the, 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 the farmer does is the Vida Meisters. He says, why do you see such stark contrast from what you started with until what you end with? So he's Muslim, he says, you have to understand. He says that it's all about the beginning. He says, sometimes to, 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 to do it, to get through it, he says, I want to do good, I want to do, I, I want to, but you chicken out of it, you, you, you find tourism out. He says, when everyone's becoming that part of it and, and joining and becomes uh, and, and brings excitement and everything, he says, that's how you give the guy enough chizik to get through it. He says, when you make such a thing about it, he always remembers what it was, he wants to say, oh, I ended on a good note too. So when it comes to ending the Vida Meitzer, he's able to do it by himself without that. But the concept is it's much harder to do the Bikurim, as we said, that when you have only one thing and you're still giving it all away, he says to do that, to do it, you need that fanfare, and that's why you create it. That's why he says that's why Bikurim has a lot more of a fanfare versus the what's it called? Versus the the the, the Okay. The next I saw it brought down from the Goyen. There's a the, the next parish comes uh, is Arami Avi and says Vayard Mitzrayim. He says, but Lamaisa, that's not true. He says, why do we go down to Mitzrayim? We went down because of Mechir Sheisif. So why are you saying, Aramid Avi, that Lovin sent you down? Lachar, it's not true. It's, it's because of Mechir Sheisif. So, Dogayin, he, he has a Mahalach that he says, Gans, the Sefer Barashis, and he says, Maisa Avi Slimabon. And he says, what happened over here? We have to go up shot with Yaakov Avinu is Maisa Avi Slimabon. And therefore, the, that, that's the concept that's going on over here, that what was the Maisa Avi Slimabon over here? That just like Yaakov went to Gullahs, so, so too we went to Gullahs, Mitzrayim. That it's, talking, it's not saying that, that Arami Avid Avi is exactly what happened. He's saying that just like we saw that Arami Avid Avi went through these parshas, so we're also going through these parshas. That's why we went. So Yaakov went down to Gullahs, right? Not that the, the reason was because of love him, but because he went down to Gullahs also. He he says he came out rich. He says he got had Yaakov left Lovni. He was rich, and when he went to what's it called, and, uh, and when Bnei Sar left Bnei Mitzrayim, they were rich. When uh, how did Yaakov get rich? He got rich with the with the sticks, with the with, with, with the sheep, with the all different ty- types of, with the malachim over there. And by Bnei Sar, we got rich with the matamaisha, with the Sayam, all these type of things as well. He says Yaakov ran away from from Lovin for three days, so the Bnei Sar ran away from from Pari for three days. He says Lovin caught up on the seventh day, so the Pari catch up on the seventh day as well. He says all. All these things, the 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 the, the going goes into is all my service in the bottom. The problem is like this: the Rashbam he brings a medrash that says that it wasn't. We're not talking about that Arami of it. Of it is Yaakovinu. It was Avramavinu. So how would you compare it? He says same way. He says yeah, Avramavinu went down to Mitzrayim, so did Bnei Yisrael. And why they go down? Because it was a rov. So to Bnei, Bnei Yisrael, they went down. There was nothing to eat for the behemoths. So Yaakov sent them down. And that's why they end up going down to Mitzrayim as well. Right, uh, he says they. Bought, what happened by Avram Avinu? They they wanted to kill Avram Avinu and keep Sarah. So too, uh, Mitzrayim wanted to kill all the the males and keep all the women alive. He says. <laughs> he says they both got uh, got punished with Marcus. He says and they both left rich. He says these are the things he says that the Medrash says that's p- plain pushed that the that you're able to say that it was uh, Avram Avinu and it wasn't just it wasn't Yaakov Avinu. So the question is is that if the Goyim knew the Medrash, why did the Goyim say that it was Yaakov uh, it was Yaakov Avinu? Should have said it was uh, Avram Avinu. So. Were Benetam reads on this Yeah, yeah, he brings on the match. <coughs> so the Masburn, they say that 
Mitzrayim was on a, was was such a significant uh, um, uh, what's it called Maisa by us that we had that one of wouldn't have been enough and he's and, and they're Muslim, they say the two different uh, the, the the different things that why you, you see that one person was enough it says Avram we know it went to Mitzrayim but Yaakov ran away from Padmaram so it was diff- that was one difference they say two Yaakov worked for Lavan Avram didn't work for Pari and they say three that Pari got punished and Lavan didn't get punished. He says, and that's and the, the, the Mepharshim say, and, they, and they're saying, and that's also why the Torah didn't say who the Arami is. They use a Lashon Arami because it wasn't just one person. There was more than one Av going on, and more, more that, that we had to gain so many lessons and different things that had to get on. That there were different aspects that we had to learn, and we need two Avs for that as well. So that's what they say. That okay. Next, the mission Bikurim. He says that we know that uh, that what happens when you, come, you bring the Bikurim. And what happens? A person has a problem with lashon kodesh. He can't say it. So a kohen would go and help him. First, it said they would make some noises and then help him to, to pr- pronounce the words right. Then it said that in order that, in, that not to mivayish anyone, we made we changed the whole mahalach that the, the kohanim would say it first and then we'd say it after them. And they did it. Said no one should be embarrassed. Everything should be fine. So they asked. They said I don't understand. So they said, but what happens by the tena by the basket? We know that if the Aniyim bring a straw basket, whatever it is, we take their Bikurim and we take their basket with it. He says, but when the, uh, the Gavirim bring their basket, they bring a nice, beautiful gold basket, we take the Bikurim and we give back the, the basket. And the question is, is that if you're so worried about embarrassing, why aren't you, what's it called? Why, why don't you tell, make a, a, a cloud that everyone should be bringing straw baskets and do the same thing? So the Mepharshim Masbri said no. He says, you have to understand something. He says, Lashen Kodesh is very important. Lashen Kodesh, not to know it, we're worried that people are going to be embarrassed. He said, the fact that someone's an Oni, someone versus an Usher, that's not, that's not something to be embarrassed about. If people think that, that the, 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 the Ashirish is a good thing, <laughs> they have to check and find out more about it. But it's, it's not an easy thing at all. He says, but when a person doesn't know Lashen Kodesh, he doesn't know how to daven, he doesn't know how to heal him. He said, that's something that can cause real embarrassment. That the terror was mocked, but they didn't want such a thing to happen. Okay, <clears throat> Look, next. The Lashon Vida, the Sipurno asks, he says, we know, we're calling this Vida Meiser, and what's the Vida? We're saying that uh, everything I was supposed to do, give by Truma, by Meisers, I did. I took it out, I got rid of it from my house, I gave to the, the behemoths. There's nothing in my house that's there. But we're, you know, it's this time of year, we're learning what real Vida is, and Vida is when you come, you say, I did things wrong. And uh, we're asking for forgiveness, you know, how is this, why are we calling this Vida Meiser? What's going on over here? So, the Sipurno says, he says, um, one second. He says that the problem is like this. He says, what is the video we're saying on? He's saying that who should really be getting the trumas and the maestras? He says, before we had the ego, we knew how, how was this done. That a person, what's it called? The Bechirim was supposed to be the, 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 what's it called? The Kahanim, quote unquote. They were supposed to be the, the, the working in the Bishop They were the ones that were supposed to be entitled to get the, what's it called? To get the Trumas and the Maishas. And what happened? Because of our eagle, that's why we, what's it called? That's why we, had, we, we lost it and we, we got, the Levim took it over and the Kahanim took it over. He's saying that by us, by us saying that, that we gave it away and that we couldn't give it to someone by us in the house, that we had to give it away, we're, that's how we're, we're discussing our, we'll be maramis to our chait. He says, and by that, uh, talking about that, that's how we're bringing up vidui, and that's how we're discussing it. It's a, a roundabout way to discuss the chait, that we shouldn't be embarrassed. Okay, next. Let's move to the next topic. <coughs> uh, the Pachet Yitzchak Huntner, he asks, he doesn't understand, we're going to talk about Hagarizim Harevel. He says, what was the point of this whole, of this whole shvua? 
He says he doesn't understand. It doesn't make sense. He says, we did not finish him already. So what are we, we're going to make Kabbalah again? He says, if a person wants to be over something, what's to the, what's the make a difference? Now that he made a shul, he's going to change what he wants to say. He's not going to change anything. So Rav Hutner, he says, no, he says, you have to understand. He says the same concept of why we do tshuva. He says, what are we doing? We're making something that we can connect to. We're making it real. We're making it that, that we're part of it. He says, once you're able to make it part of you, that you can connect to it, it becomes, it's not just about not following that, you know, the generations we by Harsina, we didn't listen to the Torah. He says, that I understand. He says, you forget, you don't know about it. He says, but when you make it part of you, it's something that you've done, something that you're part of. He says, then you're going to, what's it called? You're going to take a lot more serious. You're not going to let it be over it so quickly. He says, so the whole concept of Shu is now this new generation was, was doing it to make it that they're part of it as well. He says, and that's what they were able to do. That was the point of making the next Shu. Okay. Rabbi Friend asks, he says, What's shot in these 11 colors? He says, we know that the, 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 the Torah gives us those 11 colors. He says, why these 11? He says, we know there's a lot more worse Averis uh, than Klai Yisrael that we can be doing. He says, why these 11 Dafka? You know, you can pick anyone. Why these? So he's Mazmer, and he brings from the Trash Mordechai, and he says that these 11 have one thing in common. He says, they're all dumb he says, people, you know, there's a concept, he says, you know, yeah, you can say anything, but here, where people aren't going to know what you do, if you, at night, you move the boundary a little bit, or you, or Lashon Hara, technically, different things that, that, that can go on over here, that you can get away with, per se, and no one will know you're a bad person. He says, there are a bunch of people telling you, I know. Everyone's saying, I know, and this is not what I approve. He's saying that we're saying that we think we're going on, we're going to change, we're going back into the Teva world and everything, and we, we, we don't realize what Shaykhad and all these different things, for Dayanam, all these different things, the Rabbi Yishlam is part of it, and he sees it, and he knows what's going on. What's he said, Well? So, no, yeah, if you don't, it depends. What do, you do, what do you do behind closed doors? Are you being Yakim or not? You know, you can do one thing outside, what do you do inside? And that's what he's talking. It's all about that. It's all about when no one sees you, who, who's the real person, you know? At home, you see a real person. We don't see that uh, necessarily outside. And that's what he's trying to say. Those are the 11 clothes that, uh, that he's sending a, a message. Okay. <clears throat> the Bar Yosef, he, he, he asks about the Akasha. He says he doesn't understand what the whole point of this production is. He says... Why do we have to make for this mitzvah with these klalas, make a hargrizim, harevel? He says, all oh, the rest of the Torah, we didn't do this. We never made uh, uh, that we have to go on hargrizim, harevel to, to make brachs and klalas for, for, for keeping Shabbos. We didn't have to do for, for all these other mitzvahs. Nothing was as important as these 11 klalas, the brachas. Here you have to make a whole production. He says, what's pshad? He says, if it's so important, then do it for all these mitzvahs. Why are you doing it only for these 11? She says, includes all the mitzvahs. Yeah, but if that's the case, then why do you single out the other ones? There, there, there's, there's an undercurrent over here that's more. But the question is, is that there's, there's more going on over here. And what's, what's going on over here? So the Bar Yosef, he brings a Gemara and Kedushin. The Gemara and Kedushin says that we know that a person has to see himself 50-50. And not only that, he has to see the whole world is 50-50. And that he's, that, that Zaka and Chayev, and his one mitzvah, or his one of area, can change the whole world for either for good or for the bad. He says that this is what's going on over here. That what we, he says that we, we created a matziv that we had to make it real, like we said before. That once we're part of something, we understand the significance, and we can relate to it and, and see it. That you see half the shvatim on one, and see half the shvatim on the other. A person's able to say, wow, maybe I am part of this, and I, I, will, I, I will tilt the, tilt the scales. 
He says the same concept. He says that's what the point was, that the, that the, the concept of knowing you're 50-50, that's what we had to Shalavek. That's what the Gemara in, in Kedushin says, and just, it takes it to, to explain to, that, that, that that's how we made it real to ourselves. So Rav Hutner, he speaks about this as well, and he takes it to the next level. He brings a Rambam, that's this time of year, that we blow shoifer. Why do we blow shoifer? He says because a person has to do tshuva. Why do you have to do tshuva? Same concept. He says because you have to look at yourself 50-50, that zaka and chayev, and the one thing you could do can either destroy the world or can, um, break the world, or, or can make the world. And the question is, is that why? You're talking about shoifers one day a year, you blow shoifer, that you have a chayev too, and you're going to say that this 50-50 is supposed to look at every single day. So our partner asks, he says, how are you comparing that from one day a year to, the, to, to, to all day years? So he's modeled like this. He says there's a concept that we have to know this difference between a melech and a moishel. What's a melech? A melech is someone who the people want to take someone and say, We're gonna, he's going to be our king. He says, what's a moishel? Well, a dictator. What's a dictator? Whether you want it or not, I'm in charge, and you're going to follow what I say. Now, he gives it with a moishel with an ant. He, uh, he says that, let's say an ant. He says, I want to say I'm the king of an ant, Right? You have no shaykhs to these people. You have no shaykhs to this aunt. They don't know you. You don't know them. He says, you have no relationship. He says, they can't be mam you. He says, by a moishel, technically, yeah, you could be a dictator on the ants. It's n- nothing to do. He's saying, what's the point of Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah, we know, is the mam lech in charge of us. He says, but how, what shaykhs do we have to Rabbi Shalom? Yeah, we're 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 stickle of neshama, a part of the rebbeinu shalom. You know, a mask and all these different things. But what the rebbeinu shalom could do and what we can do are different worlds. So he says that's kufa. What's going on? Rebbe Hedner says he says if that you're able to take the same fifty fifty and realize that what you do controls the world. Either you're going to destroy the world, or you're going to build the world. He says you're going to be in the same position now that you're going to be able to what's it called to feel kaviyochol that you have some type of godly powers. He says. Once you have some type of godly power, he says, now you can take someone who's God and you can be mamachim. He says, so now, once we have that, we can tap into that concept, he says, we can actually take the Rabbani Shalem and to be mamachim. He says, and that's the point. He says that the whole concept is, is that we were able to create something that now we have a connection to Hashem to say that that's how we're doing it. He says, so the whole point of this production was that for Rosh Hashanah, we can be mamachim, Rabbani Shalem. That's what the Ber says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this is the, the parsha. All the the bal they all talk about it. But the concept is how does this come to our Grishma Marevel? The same concept. This is how our footner says. And he, this is what uh, what the Arshins. Okay. <clears throat> the next thing it says in the Teichacha. So Berkowitz, Ritzko Berkowitz, he asks, he says, we know, I mean, this is, a lot of people ask this a famous question. It says that, why did, we, why did this Techacha happen to us? What did we do so wrong? And it says, because we didn't serve the Rabbani Shalom with Simcha. So Frecht, Berkowitz, and all the other ones, he says, okay, if that's what the case is, so show us in the Torah, where does it say you have to serve with Simcha? Doesn't say anywhere. So the famous answer is Ivdu Sashem Simcha, but that's in Tanakh, that's in, that's in Tehillim, that's not uh, 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 further, uh, it's in Tanakh. Uh, I forgot what it says But uh, that came much later So why did, why did we get the Teichach It doesn't say It doesn't say anything So the Territory of Berkowitz gives He says is the Peshat like this He says that we know 
that uh, one of the brachas it says is, uh, is, is that you have to love Hashem. He says, how do you love Hashem? He says, the only way to love Hashem is to be happy about it. He says, you, you know, first of all, an emotion, you can't force him to do an emotion. So it's a whole process and everything, how you get to it. But one of the things is, he says, if you take a look and you see what Hashem has created and you take time and, you know, he gives the expression of body. You see how a body works. He says the digestive system, a blood system. He says every little thing. He says, and you're able to appreciate every small bit of it. He says, how can you not walk around and be happy? He says, wow, look what Hashem does for me. Look how I can, look what I'm zeichah to. He says, such a person. He says, yeah, every mitzvah I want to do is because I'm excited, I'm thrilled about it. He says, that's the concept. If you appreciate everything, then everything becomes exciting for you. He says, so obviously we were checked out. We weren't looking into it. We weren't feeling that connection to the Rabbani Shalom. He says, that's the problem. He says, if we would have been appreciative of everything that goes on and, 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 and see this and know what Hashem is connecting to us and he's working with us, then we would have the same connection to him and we'd be excited about it. He says, if we don't, he says, then we're missing the ABC. He says, for that, that's why the Hashem sends the Teichacha. Okay. I'm just going to finish off with this last thing that uh, will go like this. <clears throat> the Dubna Magid, he gives a he gives a marshal when there's two, there's two, what's it called? There's two people that want to come into the front door, right? One person is an honey, he's collecting. Another person, let's say, is a business partner. He says, the guy's going to open the door. What's the chance that even if, let's say, the honey gets the door open for him, what's the chance of the honey able to get to sit down by the table, get offered a hot drink, get offered something to eat if he needs? He says, how do you tap into that? He says, a business partner, yeah, of course, you're going to let him in. You're going to want to, uh, you'll be best friends with him. You're going to hope he has good news for you. Of course, you're going to let him in. He says, but how do you get in? He says, the business partner, the man says, is someone who does mitzvahs and masam toivim. He says, he's, a good, he's, he's doing what Rabbi Shalom wants, right? The, the marshal, he's talking about, he's talking about slichas now. Now we're getting to Tamatfila, slichas. This is where he's going with it. So he's talking about, he says, yeah, someone who comes, he does tshuva, he does preparing for, for shun, all these different type of things. He says, they're going to let him right in. He says, but what's going to be with us who we're lacking? We're not, we're not where we should be. How do we get our tefillahs answered? So, Rav Schwab, he says, there's another way to get it done. How does Rav Schwab say it? He says, it's how you ask as well. Rav Schwab says, he says, the Lashon is a Shema Koyleinu. It's not Shema Tefillahseinu. Don't hear what I'm saying, but it's here how I say it. He says, the concept is, is that when you put your, 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 your feelings into it, your emotion, and you're able to connect to your actual tefillah, through your through through your kavana, he says that can change everything, and that you can be zeicha to, to what's it called, to, to, to tapping in to the to, to get the rebbeinu to to answer. So he he brings the problem is like this. There's a what's it called in the teichacha. It says, hold on one second. Let me just bring the pasuk. It says, Right on this part, on this post, the Targum Yudasin is Masber that your children that uh, that you're not going to behave. The Rebbeinu Shlom is going to send your children away, and we're going to try davening. And the Targum says we're going to try davening, and we're not going to be matzliach, and their children aren't going to come back. And the question is, and I mean, the Targum Yudasin is Masber more. He says one of the things that the reason why our tefillahs aren't going to help is because we don't have masim toivim. So the question is, is that okay? But why shouldn't the tefillahs help? We know that there's a there's a parak tehillim that we say all the time ani, which is talking about without masim toivim, and we see the rabbanim some answers. So we ask why just because you don't have masim toivim shouldn't the rabbanim answer what you have to say? 
And he br- we bring also down that, uh, that there's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says that a Tefillah Shlema, the two people who are davening, one is davening Tefillah Shlema with whole heart in the, into the Tefillah, it's going to get answered. And someone who's not davening with Tefillah Shlema is not going to get answered. So you see, it's not about the Masim Tevim. So how could the Pasuk say about the that if you don't have Masim Tevim, it's not going to get answered? Well, how is the, tar- the Tagonism going to say Pshat? So Ramatoli Kupshitz, he says, he says, you have to understand there's a whole different pshat going on over here. He says that what it means that you don't have masim toivim is that a person feels in his matzim, where he is now, that he's lacking a masim toivim. He's so far away from the British Islam, he says, I'm not even going to waste davening. He says, me, he's not listening to. So a person who's going to be so dejected, he's going to feel so that the British Islam doesn't want to listen, he's not going to end up davening. He says, and that's what the Tichach is saying, that we're going to feel that we're so not even the roy to daven. He says, and that's where we're not going to daven. He says, but avader 100%, that if we would daven, it would be accepted. And that's what he's saying. We have to know that uh, this time of year, no matter what, we can always daven. We can always feel that there's someone to let us in as long as we put in the right kavanas, like Rav Shav said. Shkoyach. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.